Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of this podcast. I am recording this immediately after I recorded yesterday's episode. Uh, the cats are still napping. They are completely unimpressed with this most amazing podcast, the only podcast in the world that I'm aware of, where somebody is reading the entire dictionary. Why are they doing this? Can you tell me? No, you cannot. Okay, the first word is bearable. B-E-A-R-A-B-L-E. It is an adjective from circa 1550. Capable of being born. B-O-R-N-E. Bearability is a noun, and bearably is an adverb. Next, we have bear baiting. One word. It is a noun from the 14th century. The practice of setting dogs on a chained bear. What? I don't like that. Uh, next is bearberry. Bearberry. I want to say bearberry or berry, but I don't know. It's the word bear uh, with the word berry. It is a noun from 1625, a trailing evergreen plant of the heath family with astringent foliage and red berries. Yeah, we'll have to find a photo of that one. The scientific name is Arctostaphylus uva ursi. Uva ursi. There's a hyphen in uva ursi. Uva and then Ursi. Why is it called a bear berry? There's no etymology here. Next we have bear claw, two words, noun from 1936. A filled pastry that is cut and fanned to resemble a bear's foot. And if we look at the last episode, uh, let's see, it said that they, their feet are plantigrade. Plantigrade. I don't know what that means, but. You could say that a bear claw is plantigrade, maybe. Um, it probably has something to do with the fact that their toes and their foot are very, it seems to me, very like flat and fanned out. Um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe not. Looks like a plant. Looks like a flower. Who knows? Next is the word beard. Noun from before the 12th century. One, the hair that grows on a man's face, often excluding the mustache. Number two a hairy or bristly appendage or tuft. Number three, uh, we have the 7A definition for the word front. Bearded is an adjective. Beardedness is a noun. And beardless is an adjective. Could you be beardful? Probably not. You just say you have a beard. Bearded. You'd be bearded. Uh, let's see, this is Middle English, beard, B-E-R-D, from Old English, beard, akin to the Old High German, bart, B-A-R-T, which means beard, uh, and then from the Latin, barba. Now we have the second form of beard. It is a transitive verb from the 15th century. One, to confront and oppose with boldness, resolution, and often effrontery, and a synonym is defy. Number two, to furnish with a beard. What, like you're furnishing your face with a beard? Okay. Next, we have bearded collie. Two words, noun from 1880. Any of a breed of large herding dogs of Scottish origin that have a long, rough coat and drooping ears. Next is bearded iris. Noun from 1923. Any of numerous wild or cultivated irises with a growth of short hairs on each fall. I assuming I I assuming I assume that the irises are the plant, the flower. 
Um, but I'm not sure what a fall is. Uh, so I'm going to have to look up a picture of these guys. Next, we have bearded seal. Two words, noun from 1853. A large Arctic hair seal with a tuft of long whiskers on each side of the muzzle. There is a picture of this bearded seal. It looks like a seal with a very large mustache, uh, larger than most men, or I'll just say humans, can grow. Let's see the scientific name for this Arctic hair seal is Erignathus barbat barbatus barbatus yeah now we have bear down two words transitive no just a verb from the 14th century uh the transitive definition there's just one of them it has the synonyms outcome no overcome and overwhelm and then our intransitive definition says to exert exert full strength and concentrated attention we have a phrase, bear down on. Number one, synonym is emphasize. And number two, to weigh heavily on. Synonym is burden. Next, we have beard tongue. Or no, is it, I think it's just bird tongue, but it's spelled like beard. Uh, let's just double check that. I think beard, yeah, no, it's spelled that way. Beard, bird. How, so... I'm, I disagree with the pronunciation guide, although they are much smarter than me, the people who put this together. Um, I would have put like a long E sound instead of the I in the pronunciation thing, beard, but they wrote it bird. I don't know. Um, okay, so I guess this is beard tongue. Um, it is one word. It is a noun from 1821, and the synonym is penstemon. P-E-N-S-T-E-M-O-N. Penstemon. Not sure what that is. Next, we have bearer. It is a noun from the 13th century. One that bears as A, the number one definition for porter, and B, a plant yielding fruit, and C, the synonym is pallbearer, and then D, one holding a check draft, bond, or other order for payment, especially if marked payable to bearer. And that is often used attributively, as in bearer bonds. So it's whoever has the bonds. Uh, next we have bear grass, two words, noun from 1750. Any of several plants, there's a bunch of scientific names, of the lily or agave families, chiefly of the southern and western U.S. with foliage resembling coarse blades of grass. Uh, the scientific genera names are yucca, nolina, or xerophyllum. That is with a, an X. X-E-R-O-P-H-Y-L-L-U-M. Next we have bear hug. It is two words with a hyphen. It is a transitive verb from 1927 to embrace in a bear hug. Who was the first one in 1927 to make up this word bear hug? What was the situation? Were they actually hugging a bear? Or was there, was there a, a very large person who gave them a hug? I don't know why I thought of that, but I think it was had something to do uh, with the fact that there is a book, I think it's called 1927 or something, and it's all about the year 1927. I think mostly America 
uh, but a little bit of other countries too. And it was kind of a big year. Uh, there was a lot, lot of things that happened um, in, in, in politics and government, in baseball, in uh, aviation. It was a big time. Okay, next we have bear hug. Again, it is two words, no hyphen. Noun from 1921, a rough, tight embrace. What is the difference between these? Oh, one's a noun. You you are having a bear hug. And the other one is a verb. You are bear hugging. Okay, last word for this episode is bearing. B-E-A-R-I-N-G. It is a noun from the 13th century. Number one, the manner in which one bears or comports oneself. 2A, the act, power, or time of bringing forth offspring or fruit. 2B, a product of bearing. Synonym is crop. 3A, an object, surface, or point that supports. 3B, a machine part in which another part, as a journal or pin, turns or slides. 4. A figure born on a heraldic field. 5. The synonyms are pressure and thrust. I said it like that because that's how they said it in the movie Chicken Run, or at least one character did. You could also just say thrust, a very normal way. Normal for my accent, at least. 6a. The situation or horizontal direction of one point with respect to another or to the compass. 6b. A determination of position. 6C is plural. Comprehension of one's position, environment, or situation. 6D. Synonyms are relation and connection. And then it says also the synonym purport. P-U-R-P-O-R-T. Purport. I don't know why that third one is separated from the other two, but uh, hey, that's there must be some reason. And then number seven, the part of a structural member that rests on its supports. Now we have some synonym information to finish up this episode. Bearing, deportment, demeanor, mien, manner, carriage mean the outward manifestation of personality or attitude. Bearing is the most general of these words, but now usually implies characteristic posture, as in a woman of regal bearing. Deportment suggests actions or behavior as formed by breeding or training, as in, your deportment was atrocious. Ooh, I would hate it if somebody said that to me, although they'd probably be right. Demeanor suggests one's attitude toward another as expressed in outward behavior, as in, the haughty demeanor of the headwaiter. You have to say that with a British accent. The haughty demeanor of the headwaiter. That was weird. Uh, Mien, by the way, is spelled M-I-E-N. Mien is a literary term. Literary. Yep, I said that right. A literary term referring both to bearing and demeanor. As in, a mien of supreme self-satisfaction. Manner, M-A-N-N-E-R, implies characteristic or customary way of moving and gesturing and addressing others, as in the imperious manner of a man used to used to giving orders. Carriage applies chiefly to habitual posture in standing or walking, excuse me, or walking, period, as in the kind of carriage learned at boarding school. 
what will be the word of the episode? Um, I'm going to pick beard tongue, all one word, as the word of the episode because I don't know what that is. I don't know what a penstemon is. I need to go look this up. I'm not going to wait until the P is. I think I'm actually going to go look it up before that. Uh, so yeah, I hope you are all still doing well and not going crazy uh, during this weird, weird time. Um, would you like me to tell you of another podcast that I'm listening to? Uh, well, I think I did that, and I think I said that. Um, I have mentioned this before, but not during this. Um, Alan Alda has a really great podcast called Clear and Vivid. It's uh, Clear, the plus sign, and Vivid. And it is all about science, communication, uh, not all science. I take that back. It's all about communication um, and empathy, and uh, there is a lot of science in it. Um, but he basically just has, you know, 30, 45-minute conversations with people. Um, some you've heard of, some you haven't. And it's, you know, it's about whatever they want to talk about. But it has this lean towards sort of communication with others. And uh, he's really great, and he's really smart. And all the people he has on are great and smart. And so I highly recommend that one. Uh, so that is it. I'm going to end this episode right now. And this has been Spencer dispensing information into your brain. Thank you and goodbye.